0: Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right,
1: well, it looks like uh, that's going to be it for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I guess you can't really say that. that's going to be it when it was nothing. It looks like they they won't even uh, get started. Oh, and Wayne Simmons to Nashville, now tweeted out by Pierre Lebrun. Well, that'd be significant.
2: (laughs) It would be for the Oilers, too. Uh, If he gets there to play, yeah. uh, The intro, I mean he was the number one guy left Uh, I mean as as we've seen every year that we've done this together when the clock ticks to one o'clock it does not mean that the trades have stopped it just means the trades have not been announced as they're getting paperwork done Uh, adding Granlin and adding Simmons all of a sudden a Nashville team as we talked with Jim Matheson earlier today who maybe lacked a little bit up front they got a little better depth wise and in the playoffs you need to have someone that can play the grind game someone with some size and simmons certainly can do that
1: all right and and this is now the time of day where there will be a lot of other trades leaking out the deadline was at one but teams register a lot of trades last minute and then the nhl or the teams will announce them though it looks like Wayne Simmons to Nashville so I mean coming into the day he and Mark Stone were the top of the the trade bait lists doesn't look like the orders will have done anything today which to me Rob is a, a moderate surprise because usually teams do something even if it's draft picks minor league guy I'm going to acquire a guy in college from another team and and put them on our list, but I think we have to be realistic that I don't think the other 30 teams in the NHL were looking at the Oilers roster and saying, oh, I want that guy. I can get him to get him because the guys... That would really. Everybody would love to have Nuge on his on yes. team. The Oilers weren't trading a player like him, so the but the UFA's chase on Reeder Petrovich. We wondered if maybe they would get something for it. Doesn't look like.
2: Well, I, I think two of those uh, Reeder, who's got zero goals on the season, and Petrovich, who is a healthy scratch for a team that's four points out of the bottom of the conference in, in, the, in the Western Conference. They're not going to garner a whole lot, well, if anything. And I'm guessing it was if anything. And then the player chase on. I, I'm thinking that. Keith Kresge just is telling his team I believe that you guys can make a run whether it's realistic or not uh, unless you were getting something to knock your socks off you're not trading them just for a, a third or a fourth round draft pick because if you do that you're signaling to your team that we're throwing up the white flag and I don't think uh, Keith wanted to do that another thing that's significant you just talked about the two big names today Stone and Simmons uh, it's been reported that Stone has already signed an eight-year deal extension with with the vegas golden knights that makes that deal i think a huge win for vegas they gave up a a prospect they gave up a a depth player on their team and then a a little draft pick for a guy that's now with them for the next eight years and we're talking stone is, is is a legitimate uh star in this league he is a good hockey player vegas got significantly better today in that trade
1: all right, so we'll just run down some of the uh, trades of, of note. And again, we don't know at the moment what Philadelphia is getting for Wayne Simmons, but it looks like Wayne Simmons is going to Nashville. Stone, Mark Stone goes to the Vegas Golden Knights for defenseman Eric Brandstrom, forward Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second round pick. The Predators get Michael Grandlin from the Wild for Kevin Fiala. The Flames get defenseman Oscar Fantenberg for a 2020 fourth round pick. That goes to Los Angeles. The Blue Jackets get Adam McQuaid from the Rangers for a fourth and a seventh. Derek Broussard goes to the Avalanche along with a sixth rounder for a third rounder going to Florida. Those are both in 2020. Jordan Wheel goes from Arizona to Montreal for Michael Chaput. The Jets get Kevin Hayes for Brendan Lemieux, a first-rounder and a conditional fourth-rounder down the road. The Blue Jackets get goaltender Keith Kincaid from the Devils for a fifth-round pick in 2020. And and again, there's probably going to be a lot of other trades leaking out of... uh, well varying degrees of significance and again this could be the type of the day where it's a team is trading well here's an NCAA player we have mm-hmm. the rights for that we don't think we're gonna sign so and, and you give know, us a late round pick and,
2: and the one thing that the trades I mean if the Oilers have done nothing but the trade deadline has uh, affected the Oilers today if uh, and it's very rare that a player that gets traded today makes it to the next city in time so if that's the case the Oilers tonight play for Nashville. We don't know what they gave up for Simmons, but there's going to be something going. Fiala, is they gave up for Grandland, so Fiala is out of the lineup for the Predators tonight. They may have someone else out of the lineup in the Simmons trade, so Nashville may be a, a little shorthanded. Uh, we won't know till game time, but they may be a little shorthanded going into the game against the Edmonton Oilers, which again goes to the point where there should be zero hockey games on trade deadline day because teams will play shorthanded tonight, and that's not fair to the fans, and it's not fair... In the playoff race.
1: Ducks trading Michael Delzato to the St. Louis Blues. Again, we don't know what's going the other way, but we just saw Delzato and the Ducks in here on uh, Saturday night. So now we're seeing teams maybe who were waiting, looking f- to see if they could get something of more... I mean, is going to be a little defensive depth for the Blues who are on an incredible run mm-hmm. lately.
2: You can never have enough defensive depth. If you want to make a, a long run in the National Hockey League playoffs, I mean, it, it's a two-month uh, war of attrition, you need depth. Now, Zotto is not a, a game-breaker, but he's an NHL defenseman that you could throw into your lineup and feel comfortable. So, the St. Louis Blues have a very good hockey club right now as hot as any team in the National Hockey League there are going to be teams that are going to be a little nervous playing them in the playoffs and they just got a little bit better today, get, today getting Delzato
1: Alright, we are going to have Keith Gretzky live on 630 Chet at 2 o'clock, he's going to have a media availability right here in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place, you can text us on the Heartland Ford text line 630-630, not your small town dealership with a huge new state of the art facility, experience the difference of Heartland Ford and of course we we have the river cree resort and casino hotline brought to you by kim mitchell february 27th at river cree resort and casino tickets at ticketmaster.ca and we will go to the hotline right now and welcome the play-by-play voice of the edmonton oilers on 630 chad and the oilers radio network it is the one and only jack michaels jack thanks for uh, rolling with our constantly schedule uh, changing schedule today great to have you on how are things in nashville
0: Well, I'm constantly adjusting my lineup for tonight. And, you know, look, Rob makes an excellent point about how, you know, teams are going to be playing shorthanded and it's, you know, it's not really fair in some cases. And this is why, you know, I've said for years, I'd love to have no games on the deadline because I do think it affects the playoff race, but I'll tell you what, and I don't know whether you guys have covered this on the show. I've, I've been listening to the last half hour and and one of the answers might come while we're on this phone call but how about nashville potentially being down two major roster players i'm not sure that nashville is going to get wayne simmons in other words for just a couple of picks i mean they might have to part with another roster player i don't see how it's possible that grandland or simmons could get down here in time for the game i suppose it's theoretically possible but i think this could be a huge kind of advantage swing for edmonton especially considering with no mcdavid in the lineup we really might see the scales balance tonight and if they were you know if they're playing you know freddie goche and miko salamaki coming right off the injured list instead of having guys like Kevin Fiala and who knows what. I mean, again, I don't know, but there might have been a roster player involved in that Simmons trade. So that's what's kind of intriguing in the very short term for the Edmonton Oilers, maybe catching Nashville at their last possible point of vulnerability because they're already without Craig Smith.
2: Yeah, that's what we actually we just talked about that. I said the others may have an advantage of today And I don't believe those players will be there in time So you throw in the fact that they're gonna possibly be shorthanded and probably be shorthanded And then there's always a little bit of shock in a dressing room. You just lost a couple players You just bring in some couple players the concentration will not be as, as high as it normally is in that dressing room pregame. So, yeah, I mean, the Oilers are playing in Nashville. They're playing without Connor McDavid. This is not normally considered a winnable game, but I think the, it, the scales did shift a little bit towards almost 50-50 with the fact that the Predators made some moves and maybe without players in the lineup tonight.
1: All right, here's the latest now. Wayne Simmons to Nashville for Ryan Hartman. And a 2020 fourth-round pick, and that pick would turn to a third-rounder if Nashville wins one round of the playoffs.
2: Which they probably will. So tonight, uh, no Hartman, no Fiala. So there you go. You're
0: yeah, missing two, two roster players. Two and, and of two, two their two top good, nine.
2: Yeah, two good hockey players in, in your lineup that are out of the lineup tonight. So, uh, yeah, this it, it is... It is unbelievable that the national hockey league after all these years haven't figured and like there's a ton of to the teams that aren't playing tonight right now are just thinking all right if i'm winnipeg well that's good nashville doesn't miss missing a couple players today maybe they lose today maybe that benefits us and all the teams that the oilers are chasing saying okay how fair is this the Oilers get to play against a team in nashville that are missing players so it's silly that the national hockey league has games on this day and hartman's traded for the second year in a row last well, February 26th. This
0: is very significant, because quite frankly, I was thinking Hartman might jump up in the top six to take Fiala's spot, and now he's gone. So I think both guys that were, I mean, Salamaki hadn't even been activated yet. He's coming off a lengthy injury, and you've got already, you know, you've already got like a guy like Freddie Gauthier playing in your lineup where you really, in an ideal world, wouldn't be playing him tonight, and you're down Craig Smith. That's three. I would, I would argue that's basically three of your top seven forwards out for Nashville tonight, and that completely, in my mind, mitigates. I mean, well, close to completely, completely mitigates the absence of Connor McDavid tonight. I think, I think it's kind of. Uh, it's interesting because Peter Laviolette, of all people, he had about—and I've never seen this, Rob. And you ask me because my, my sense is that most of the time these conversations take place in the dressing room. He had an eight-minute one-on-one, like like with him, basically pinned in the corner with Kyle Turris tonight. And I'm just wondering whether some of the substance behind that conversation is number one, is your foot right? Number two, is is your head right? We need you down the stretch, and number three we might really need you tonight in tonight's game. We might need you to be a horse. Because I thought that was very interesting, Rob. I I don't hardly ever see that, especially with a top player. When you're talking to a guy, you know, on the ice at a, at a morning skate for seven or eight minutes pinned in the corner. I, I never see that.
2: No, you're right. It rarely happens. And if they do have those one-on-ones, it's usually in private so that no one else right. can see it. So it would be interesting. I know that whenever I had a one-on-one or a heart-to-heart or something like that with a coach, I usually had better games afterwards simply because if, if he's blowing smoke or, or telling you that we need you, your important part, you, you swell a little bit. You feel, you know, I feel good. I feel good about myself. I want to go prove him right. So watch for tourist to have a, a strong game tonight for Nashville, as he might need to because he might have to carry a second line considering they're missing practically a second line in tonight's game.
1: All right, Jack, so in terms of the Oilers lineup, are we looking at the same thing that was uh, in against Anaheim on Saturday night?
0: Absolutely. I, I okay. think, uh, I mean, really, uh, when you look at Edmonton right now, I think Ken Hitchcock wants to see two things down the stretch. He wants to see uh, a lot of Miko Koskin and he wants to get the Oilers' top six, as I think all three of us had it envisioned. You know, if everyone was healthy, I think he wants to roll with that top six. I, I think he wants, you know, to be done with some of the – constant lineup shuffles that we've seen. And obviously without, you know, Connor McDavid, uh, you know, Brad Malone is going to remain in the lineup. And really, you know, when you look at it, uh, there's no there's no other options up front with Pooley-Arvey and, and Kara on the injured reserve list. So uh, Edmonton will roll out the same lineup tonight. and I, And I think, quite frankly, this is an opportunity to steal one and get and set an entire tone for the road trip because and rob could speak to this more than i could but when you're facing a five-game trip which you know is basically the lifeblood of your season and you take out the hardest one right off the bat i think that gives you a huge surge of adrenaline with 97 coming back in the lineup playing in his hometown on Wednesday night and a chance to really have a special trip and get back into the mix. I'm telling you, this this is a potential uh, turning point in the Oilers season. And I may be overstating it, and I realize the odds are long, but I find it very intriguing the way this all shakes out on trade deadline day, and it's really an opportunity for the Oilers to capitalize on it.
2: Well, you're absolutely right. It's it's a confidence builder. You just took five or to six points on home ice. You've got a very daunting road trip ahead of you, uh, but you've gained some confidence. You got three of those four points without Connor in your lineup. If you were able to win in Nashville, to get five out of six points with no Connor, and move on to the rest of this road trip, the, the I mean, it's all confidence. You got to believe in yourself. The belief will come if they can beat the Nashville Predators.
0: Jack, and thanks I, for checking in, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, Ray. Thanks for having me on.
1: Cheers. That is Jack. Ju- that is Jack Michaels in Nashville. He'll have the play-by-play tonight at six. We'll have the face-off show at four thirty, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We're live in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place, where we will have Keith Gretzky speaking at two o'clock. And the, well, this one will be interesting because. It's not going to be, why did you do this? It'll be, why didn't you do this? Or how close were you to, to doing something? Uh, no moves for the Oilers, and we're not expecting any to trickle out here.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I think it's as simple as uh, uh, the player player or players that were wanted, A, didn't give us what we wanted back, and B, we still believe that we have a chance to make the playoffs, and I did not want to sell off assets for something in the future and, and, and not have the belief in my players of getting it done this year. So I think it was simple. A chase on or a Cassian uh, are important pieces to this team that they don't have anyone that they can bring into play at that level. And he believes this team can somehow overcome the eight-point deficit and make the playoffs.
1: Some guests on Oilers now get gift certificates to Japanese village steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Je-
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many more doors. The show
0: is called The, the deal. deal. Listen
1: to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. This is Oilers Now on 630
2: Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Nijan Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, the
1: Nuge and the Oilers in Nashville to take on the Predators. Face-off show at 4.30 here on 6.30. Chad, the game at six third third, and final meeting of the season between these two teams. They split the first two. Nashville won here, but the Oilers got a long overdue win in Nashville earlier in the season. Miko Koskinen, remember that, made his debut, got the victory, as uh, Edmonton uh, had a decent start to the season and then did poorly, and then they changed coaches, and then they did really well, and then they've done... Quite poorly since then.
2: Well, uh, tonight is a. There, uh, this, there's your recap. Yeah, it was it was uh, simplified, um, but right on <laughs> point. Uh, they got a, a, a tough road trip. Uh, they will come back from this road trip either. With an opportunity to be a playoff team or at least a push for it or completely out of the playoffs and and Just playing out the string and it starts with a game in Nashville and we just talked about it with Jack uh, The Nashville Predators two of their top seven forwards are not in the lineup tonight. They were traded today uh, I just tried going on Nashville's website to see if they have anything Whether or not those players would be in 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 time for the game I doubt it very rarely Does a player get traded and play that same day, especially when there's a bit of a flight in Minnesota to Nashville or Philadelphia to Nashville is a bit of a flight, especially since they found out about their trade, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time or three, just after three. So the Oilers is daunting a task as this game looks playing in Nashville it did get a little bit either and easier and then another thing too is and it it's just it's uh, up in the air but uh, PK Subban didn't skate this morning in the pregame skate which tends to say that there might be something lingering there and if you lose him in the lineup too all of a sudden the Edmonton Oilers have an opportunity so this is a big big start to a road trip and I tell you the confidence you would build if you can win in Nashville going forward on this road trip huge especially with Connor McDavid out of the lineup
1: So the Predators get Wayne Simmons from the Flyers for Ryan Hartman and a conditional 4th rounder in 2020 they get Michael Granlund from Minnesota for Kevin Fiala and Mark Stone goes from Ottawa to Vegas for Eric Brandstrom, Oscar Lind. And a 2020 second round pick and the extension, Rob, $9.5 million per year for eight years, for the next yes. eight years.
2: So, what I mean, you wake up in the morning, you're, you're Mark Stone, not knowing where your career is going, where you're, you're going. You're on a team that's out of the playoffs, you don't know where your home's going to be. Hours later, you've got... What's what, that, $76 million? $76 million in your back pocket, and you're living in sunny Vegas for the next eight years. Life changed very quickly for Stone, and I believe the Vegas Golden Knights got a heck of a lot better because of that trade.
1: Well, and I think even more importantly, a, a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Well, yeah. he's. You more... know, I mean, I know we have we had our, our a caller we loved a few days ago saying no one wants to play in Edmonton because it's isolated and, and it snows. Well, there's two teams in Florida. One's elite; the other's not so good. So Vegas, I mean, great place to live, but more of a destination because right out of the gate, they're a cup contender.
2: Well, great players when they get the opportunity to make a decision where they go, and unrestricted free agency uh, is usually when that happens. They don't pick on. Well, you know what's really nice in Phoenix? Because Phoenix is great. Yet they don't. They haven't had a good team in a long, 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 long time because they've. Players don't want to go there because they don't have a good team every year. Vegas is good. And Mark Stone, the fact that he could have become an unrestricted free agent and chosen anywhere in the National Hockey League, he's already signed with the Vegas Golden Knights because it's a good city. It's a team that wins and can win a Stanley Cup and it's got a coach that the players enjoy playing for. Those are three huge reasons, and that's why he signed for eight years.
1: Marcus Johansson to the Bruins. The Devils get a second-rounder and a fourth-rounder, and Matt Hendricks going back to Winnipeg from Minnesota. The Jets give up a seventh-round pick. The Oilers have not made a move. Bob Stoffer will check in after the 1.30 news. Live from Rogers Place in the Hall of Fame room, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Oilers now on 6.30 Chet.